Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at managing editor, fightful.com, fightfulwrestling.com. It is August 13th. It is SmackDown after SummerSlam. We have all kinds of SummerSlam coverage for you. You know the drill. Just go to Fightful.com and see it all. We've got dozens of interviews coming up for you. You can get early looks at those by subscribing to FightfulSelect.com. We are opening those up to a little bit of everybody who subscribes. I've got the Backstage Report podcast this week, the Q&A podcast this week. But hey, maybe you're a little impatient. Maybe you don't want to hang around and wait to ask questions. Well... You can donate a super chat. Any amount that you donate, you can uh, ask a question, get your statement read on the air. I'm joined tonight by Alex Palowski. Alex, how are you? Uh, I'm doing about as well as I possibly <laughs> could be. Uh, oh, yeah, I. Uh, is I this that's was... not a question. That's not an answer I usually get. Following no, shows. no, no. It's funny. Like um, when we made the decision that that it was like probably best for my own sanity and for Fightful in general for me to move away from doing weekly WWE podcasts, all of a sudden it <laughs> got good. And I'm like, oh, well, I kind of would miss talking about this if it's going to be you, this You worked good. yourself into a shoot, Alex, is I what you did. I did, apparently. Um, we got to get some more trigger grants before this is all said and done, though. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure they'll have an off week where I'll just get to go just off. IG the King sent a super chat says, love the new beard. Alex should have a smile. It, it's less of a beard. I shaved the other day upon coming home, or yesterday upon coming home, and I've already got a little bit of a shadow, mm. shadow from this morning. But hot damn, Alex, it is time to talk SmackDown Live. Tim Traver actually just sent a super chat. He said, I just want to say thank you for being there when I need it. Unlike this one company I've been dealing with for three or four weeks, full of bullcrap. Other than that, I'm doing <laughs> awesome now. Well, damn. At least you gave us the therapist rate, my friend. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you. Uh, leave a thumbs up on this video. Good news, Alex. Not only did we hit four or 300 uh, thumbs up on our uh, Raw video, we got to like yeah. 400. Wow. Nice. So, needless to say, that SmackDown pilot from April 1999 that myself and Warren Hayes did, uh, we're going to be releasing that. It's going to go up for Fightful Select early, uh, since it was originally intended for them. But um, it's going to go up for free on Fightful.com as well. In addition, like I'm not leaving Fightful Select out in the cold. Warren and I also covered the first SmackDown, which was number one. It didn't even, they didn't even count the pilot, which happened later that year. Uh, but yeah, guys, you all over-delivered. Uh, we have almost 500 thumbs up on that video. I can't tell you guys how important that is. Leave the thumbs up. Leave the thumbs up. Hey, I said last week if you all got us to 11,000 subscribers on or 11,000 followers on Twitter by SummerSlam, I would straighten my hair for this podcast. But you didn't do it. You're ungrateful. <laughs> you didn't do it. 
So instead, you got a little bit shaven Sean here. It's time to talk SmackDown Live, Alex. Yeah. And I'm putting it off because I don't want you to get joy out of this. <laughs> that, that doesn't equal thumbs up for me. That doesn't equal yeah. comments and engagement. It's well, a lot, you know. It's a lot better when it's like, yeah, Alex complains about everything. And SJW <laughs> complains about everything. Of course, in the mark. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm trying to conjure up. But let's go ahead. Kevin Owens comes out. Remember signing with WWE five years ago? He is super over with that crowd in Toronto, and he's happy that yep. he got to share the moment of kicking Shane McMahon's ass with all of Toronto and his family. Uh, Alex, I thought Owens did a phenomenal job covering, uh, or not covering, putting over King of the Ring. This yeah. was really good. He says that winning King of the Ring would be just as important to him as any title that he's won. This goes a long way, Alex. Yeah, I mean, this is the I mean, King of the Ring, winning the tournament of the King of the Ring. Uh, 96? I mean, like, that's, like, that, I think that's 96, 95, one of those two. Uh, that's, that, that made Stone Cold. Like, he did the Austin 316 promo, uh, in the interview after it. Like, it made Steve Austin into Steve Austin, into Stone Cold. Like, there's a, there's, there's a lineage here of people who won this thing and then became giants in the industry. So, absolutely. And the thing that I love about it, is that you have guys who were established, like a former Universal Champion. KO, I think, is the most established. The Miz as well. But then you have guys who haven't held that big title. Oh, the only two, guys only two that have, right there. Right. Uh, um, and then a bunch of guys who are established as well, but haven't held that big title. And a bunch of guys who haven't had, held any titles at all. A lot of up-and-comers. And that's, like, the field for the King of the Ring tournament is really intriguing. And there's a lot of possibilities that that make me so happy and, and optimistic for the future of this business. And then I realize I'm probably just going to make it Baron Corbin, and then I'm going to, you know, have one of those rants you love. He's in the tournament, correct? He is in the tournament. And rest assured, Sean Ross Sapp, he's winning this tournament. Oh, for sure he's winning that yeah. thing. Yeah. King yeah. Corbin. King Corbin. Yeah. It rolls right off the tongue. It'll make all the smarts pissy on the internet. Vince will love it. So let's go ahead and run down the entrance. On the SmackDown side, it's Ali, uh, Andrade, Apollo Crews, Buddy Murphy, Chad Gable, Elias, Kevin Owens, and Shelton Benjamin. I love that field, Alex. Love it. The, the SmackDown field is, by itself, it's like it, all these names are, would, would make me so, so happy to see one of them make it to the finals and then inexplicably lose to, to, to Baron Corbin. Like, but that, that run, whoever that is, Ali, Chad Gable... Um, uh, uh, Buddy Murphy after tonight. I mean, you kidding me? King King Buddy sounds sounds really great after what we saw tonight. But there's all these opportunities uh, on the SmackDown side, specifically all these great names for all these amazing possible like second round matches that could possibly take place down the line. Love it. On the Raw side, it's Cesaro, Cedric Alexander, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, The Miz, Ricochet, Sami Zayn, and Samoa Joe. I wouldn't say as strong as the SmackDown side in the ring, but it ain't far off. Baron Corbin is a good worker, especially with this cast of people. Alex, here's what I want. I want every year for WWE to do this. Yes. I I wouldn't mind them doing it in the fall. And Mm -hmm. maybe, because this can, it it could be its own pay-per-view again. I don't think it should be in the old format, though. But hey, look look at the wild success of the G1. Yep. WWE has the cast and crew to where they can, I, I don't know, rival that. It's hard for me to say, but you throw a 16-man tournament in there, WWE ain't going to do a round robin. That's fine. That ain't their style. No. But if every year this culminated Survivor Series, that keeps along with that theme of someone surviving the tournament. I mean, yeah. they had the Deadly Game tournament even. I would love to see this culminate at Survivor Series every year. It won't this year. Mm-hmm. But I think this has the possibility every week over the next, uh, I don't know, four or five weeks of being something very, very special. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, make Making um, uh, these weekly shows uh, appointment viewing based on wrestling is something that would be really interesting and a good way to go for them, you know, considering that they're, they're nominally wrestling shows um, as opposed to, you know, like... Honestly, I, I like what they're doing with the, you know the intrigue of who tr- who tried to kill Roman. Yeah, you know, I, I I like that, and that's 
one reason why you come. It can't be the only reason. Like the idea that like, hey, here's here's why we're coming. We're, we want to see this match that you've advertised to us. That's going to be great. Last night they said, hey, Braun gets a U.S. title shot against AJ Styles. Is that probably going to wind up in a DQ because Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson attack him? Probably. But I'm excited for the potential of an actual match between those two guys. So I'll, I would tune in to watch that. So the, like, there's other ways of doing this. All these these tournament, like a, a tournament like King of the Ring allows you to like all of a sudden, they haven't l- released full brackets yet, mm-hmm. which which allows you, which would, uh, but filling in a bracket would be a lot of fun on a, on a tournament like this to figure out who would you want to see f- face who and all that kind of stuff. I like the Bellator method. Bellator over on the MMA side does their opening round, then they determine their brackets after that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that way you just have your opening round matches. Then you can kind of set things up, and you can kind of go back and retrospect those those brackets, so to speak. I think this is going to be very cool. Um, apparently, the finals are at Clash of Champions, according to Wikipedia. Well, yeah, I mean, although maybe. although I did do a, a feature for a very long time, which basically it was Wikipedia fact check, which told you uh, don't listen to Wikipedia. So. Hey, but I thought they did a great job building this as something that matters. Xavier yes. Woods put it over big as well. I like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Shane McMahon comes out. Why is this the unemployment line outside the Scotia Banks Arena, Alex? I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, uh, but but what what? But wherever it is, uh, Shane McMahon should be in it somewhere. God. Like this, this this is why I begged for weeks for them to put some kind of stipulation where if Shane loses, there is a consequence, something. What happens if you lose Shane? Nothing. If is the answer, nothing that you get to go back to just being a dick. Like that's a thing that you don't, you don't, there's nothing that happens to you negatively. If you were to lose this match, whereas if Kevin Owens were to lose, he would, he would be forced to leave the company. If you were to lose, then nothing, because he's back doing the same stuff he was doing before. And this, this, this was stupid. This was a really stupid segment with, with you know him being like, oh, you attacked Elias because he was wearing a specific kind of shirt. Now I get to take your money. It's dumb. It's just dumb. So Kevin Owens gets fined a hundred thousand dollars because Shane McMahon says that Elias was an official when Owens attacked him, and uh, that doesn't fly. He's got to set an example. He's got to make rules. He's got to make sure that everybody follows, and that Elias is traumatized and at the night off twenty four seven. Rule is suspended. Owen demands that Shane McMahon reconsider. Is that a lot of money to him? Uh, it will upset his family. It takes food off of his table. Will cause issues with his family. It help. It keeps them from providing for them. Fortunately, Alex, uh, for Kevin Owens, even though he's on a tight budget, he can still afford to get a super erect penis. Yeah. Thanks to BlueChew.com. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Because right now, when Kevin Owens uses the code Fightful, he can get his first shipment of BlueChew absolutely free. And let me tell you what, Alex, if you're having some family issues with your wife, mm, I think that might fix a few of them. Mm, I think it might uh, cure a few things. So even though Kevin Owens owes $100,000 in storyline, he's going to owe someone a rock-hard wiener. (laughs) And if you want to increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Take them any time, day or night. Even on a full stomach, and they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. It's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, no more awkwardness, prepares and ships direct, so they're cheaper than a pharmacy. The mailman ain't going to know what's up with your penis unless you're banging the mailman. Then the mailman will absolutely know what's up with your penis. And they will say, damn, you took some blue chew. You probably used that code Fightful. You probably only paid $5 shipping. 
I can tell that you paid $5 shipping because it's on the package that I just delivered to you. But the package that you just delivered to me was priceless. That's what the mailman or mailwoman would say. We are not here to judge. Let the people know that you heard about them from us at Blue Chew. Alex, you look like you're ready to say something. No, I was just thinking I, I, I like the idea of somebody just passing. Like, uh, here, I'm sorry. Here, here, here's I'm going to write you an IOU for one rock-hard penis. Yes. And then just hold on to that. Make sure you hold on to that because I will deliver at some get, point. Get out of argument-free card. rock-hard penis. Sorry, honey, I know I got fined $100,000, but our sex will be exceptional tonight. In in lieu of the children's college funds, <laughs> here I present to you one rock-hard penis. Well, yeah, you get your good. first shipment free, so it's several rock-hard penises. Oh, that, that's I good. mean, whether it be multiple at the same time or the, just the same one repeatedly. Uh, yeah. I mean, don't take them back to back. Only one within a 24-hour period, so they say. Please. Uh, I hate to tell you guys, I got lots of mailman material, so I'm going to be wearing that one out. Just like you'll wear out the mailman when you use Bluetooth.com code FIGHTFUL. Uh, damn. Back in the office, Kevin Owens destroys the TV in Shane's office. He wanted, he really wanted, he, he didn't want to go the rock-hard penis route. No. He preferred to go the keeping $100,000 route. Right, right. But, but I, my favorite part is him... Absolutely wrecking that $150 40-inch TV from Walmart and going, add another $5,000 to it. Like, uh, yeah, it's not. Like, and then the best part is later when they go back into the, into you the uh, office. You decide your own fines. <laughs> I know, it's true. Uh, they go back into the office, and it's just it's cracked everywhere. It's a close-up of it. And, and Shane goes, yeah, that's totally busted. Like, <laughs> like Shane, Shane, we know. Like, we saw it happen, and the cracks would prove you, you right. I mean, Shane really is just <laughs> awful at everything having to do with what he does. Ugh. Charlotte Flair defeated Ember Moon. Uh, since becoming top contender and it being handed to her, not beating anybody, Ember has been attacked by Bailey, uh, beaten by Bailey, beaten by Alexa Bliss, beaten by Charlotte Flair, and left laying by Natalia. How do you feel about that? Well, listen, um, uh, last, uh, we didn't really m- much talk about um, her match versus Bailey two nights ago at SummerSlam. Well, but, well, me and Jimmy did because we covered the show. Right, but you and I didn't last night because it's a SmackDown show, uh, SmackDown match uh, nominally. Um, I, I tweeted, like, she she busted out a Yokosuka cutter into a code breaker, which, I, which I'd never seen before. I thought it was and a other, GTS, wasn't it? Well, it was whatever. It started up with like up here, and then great. flipped her over into the code breaker. Nuts! Um, uh, I uh, it was amazing. Uh, and then tonight uh, versus Charlotte, she does this like run into the corner, jump onto the middle turnbuckle, springboard plancha to the outside. And my thought was, I was watching this, and I was like, I saw her do not these things because that's yeah. new and innovative. But I saw her do stuff like this in NXT, and I was like, man, this this girl's going to run shit on the main roster. And she got brought up to the main roster 18 months ago. I know part of that was she was injured, but she could have been doing all of this in a high-profile spot from day one, and they decided, nah, nah, we're not going to do that with you. I don't know what reason. I'm not, I'm not casting aspersion. I'm just saying the only reason we didn't get to see all of this for the better part of a year at least – minus the injury time is because they just didn't let her they just didn't let her wrestle they didn't let her do anything at a high profile spot but what she showed losing to bailey and then losing tonight to charlotte is that she can absolutely hang with the very best they have if you want to say the horsewomen are the very best they have on the main roster one tier below that's where ember moon is and and absolutely she can absolutely hang with them on her best night, um, and I, I think that the future still remains bright for her, but we'll see where, where she goes from here. Well, this was a good match. Um, it was. I had a light breeze outside, so my direct TV cut out. <laughs> Charlotte used a bit of a lion tamer into a Boston Crab. Uh, bipolar chants for, for Charlotte, and I don't mean like people chanting, bipolar, I mean like Charlotte, Charlotte sucks. Yeah. Uh, Ember fought back with some really good kicks, does a good uh, flying code breaker, but... 
I, my favorite spot of the match is when she got yanked off the rope and barely cleared for the bump, the flip bump. That was really good. She tapped out to the figure eight. Where does Ember Moon fit into all this? Straight jabbing. Well, I mean, <laughs> not straight jobbing. She lost. She lost those matches, but again, trying, they, I, this isn't working. I know you are. I know this you isn't are. working, and I don't like it. We're moving on now. <laughs> Alistair Black is still very moody, Alex. Unlike you, who is yeah. not moody at all tonight. I'm oh, kind of disappointed. I'll be, I'll be moody about this thing we're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah. This, is, this reminds me a lot of the Bray Wyatt promos where he would talk for several minutes but not really say anything. I'm done with it. I'm done with the woods, man. Get me out of here. Yeah, um, this is this is stupid. Like <laughs> yeah. you had him, you had him forever. I don't know how long, two months, sitting in a room saying, "Somebody come and pick a fight with me." <laughs> now he's not just announcing those words; he's going the the he starts he tells a fable about paying the the boatman across the river sticks. I'm like, dude, I don't know what crazy <laughs> like. Prog rock lyrics you've been listening to. You dude. heard a lot more out of that than I did. No, no. He starts out with like, "We all have to pay the boatman." I'm like, "Is that like some weird thing with Uber and boats? <laughs> like, what is pay the boatman?" Oh, that's what you're doing. You're doing the River Sticks parable. Fine, but he, he ends up with knock, knock, knock. And I know he's like, he's got a weird accent because he speaks really good English, but he's still Dutch. But it's still it's really weird. They they keep pressing forward on on the close up until it's like all the way up his nose. Listen, you you can't do the thing where he sits in a room and does promos about nobody will fight me, and then somebody says I'll fight you, and then he beats that guy. So then he goes back in the same room and does the same promos about how nobody will fight him. Like just have him fight people. Like why doesn't he pick fights with people and then beat yeah. them? Like do something. This, you can't just, like, keep... WWE does this over and over again. They tell stories, not A to B to C. They just keep repeating part A over and over and over again. Like, guys, you already moved to C. Now it's time to go to D and E and F on this story. And you know what F stands for? The grade I gave this segment in my mind. So what was it that, that Alistair Black closed the promo with again, Alex? Knock, knock, knock. He's feuding with the Three Stooges. He just called him oh, out. Oh, that's there, there we go. go. There you Done. Go. Good. Roman Reigns defeated Buddy Murphy. Ooh, boy. I yep. can't wait. This is the main event of this show. Oh, hell yeah. This match ruled. And I know you're happy about it, Alex. And with each minute that passed in this match, I knew that you were getting happier and happier, mm-hmm. as was I. Mm-hmm. Uh, this may come as a surprise to you, Alex, but I interviewed Buddy Murphy this week. Oh, I've, I've seen the photographic evidence. <laughs> yes. Um, and to say that he seemed a bit dejected was an understatement. Now, that may have been because he just spent two hours doing interviews. Mm-hmm. But dejected no more should this guy be. Um, he's going to be in King of the Ring, and he's going to do some really great stuff. Yeah. And this is a great way to establish him before this. Roman Reigns gave and gave and gave in this match. And as a result, Buddy Murphy gave back. Yeah. This was awesome. Reigns slugged Murphy and sold his ass off. The first move that Buddy Murphy ever did on SmackDown. Ever, Alex. Ever. This is his first match, I believe, on cable television. Period. Period. He's had like eight pay-per-view matches. But never a SmackDown match. And the first move that we see him do is flying through the air and hitting Roman Reigns so hard that Roman Reigns had to powder out and sell for about 45 seconds. That's a hell of a way to establish somebody, Alex. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was the old V trigger. That was a running bicycle knee that caught, uh, Roman Reigns, as they used to say, right in the mush. Uh, and that was so good. And it was, what I loved about it was that it was out of Reigns just tossing him across the ring. And Buddy Murphy, like, rolling up into it, like, using that momentum to, like, carry himself back, using that inertia to run into it. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't intimidated. He didn't say, he said, you know what, you, you jump, me in, jump me in the locker sure. room, that's fine. Now we're in the ring. This is, I know this is your yard, but 
like, I- I'm pretty comfortable here too, Big Dog. And I thought this was excellent. Like, it was, it was everything that needed to be. I tweeted last night, if they let Buddy Murphy show half as much against Roman Reigns as Cedric Alexander got to show against Drew McIntyre, it was going to be a star-making turn. And it was, 100%. Like both, the, the, there was talk apparently uh, of them doing this match. Maybe not this match, but Buddy Murphy versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. And if they had, it would have been match of the night, hands down across. Like for me, across the board, these guys kicked ass, both of them. I mean, they they sold for each other. They they hit amazing offense. The 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 two the the two point nine counts on the near falls. There were it was dueling chances. So, yeah. People were chanting for Buddy Murphy. I had, I had a guy, Brian Hall, who follows me, tweet me, this is the first match I've ever seen of Buddy Murphy, which if you don't watch 205 Live and you don't watch the pre-shows of the pay-per-views, you wouldn't know who the hell this guy yeah. is. And he tweets me, this is the first match I've ever seen of Buddy Murphy. Why is this guy not running shit? Well, like, the thing is... He, he makes that kind of an impression when you see him for the first time. The first time I saw him like with the chains off when he was in that... 205 Live Tournament uh, for Mania, not this past one, but the year before that. And the first time I saw him in that, I was like, whoa, he really is the best kept secret. And every time I saw him, he got better and better and better. So all of you out there who saw him for the first time tonight, if you have the network, feel free to go back and watch all of his matches on 205 Live. But if not, just wait. He's only going to get better as you see more and more of him. And this wasn't even necessarily his typical style of match. This was more no. of a rain style of match. Yes. And I think it was a test to see how Buddy Murphy would work. He did some really great meteoras. Um, Reigns ate the post and almost got pinned. There was a Superman punch that Murphy kicked out of. Also, for all the criticizing I do of Tom Phillips, Tom Phillips called the hell out of this match. Tom yeah. Phillips had a great, like, great sense of excitement in his voice. Murphy countered a spear with a huge series of knees and a filthy brain buster. Uh, filthy. The best, the best brain buster this side of Fightful contributor Brandon Howard Thurston, our yeah. dude who has a good one as well. Uh, Murphy got punched off the top rope and went into the barricade and then did a full backflip off the spear. Yeah, Reigns kind of gave a little head nod towards the end. Mm-hmm. I loved this. This ruled. This was amazing. This, I mean, again, obviously I don't have any inside information, but it felt like um, Buddy Murphy and um, um, and that uh, and Roman Reigns watched Cedric versus Drew. And that's like, Roman's pretty much exclusively worked with Drew for the past several months. And 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 uh, Cedric and Buddy had wars together in 205 Live, and they watched their old rivals tear it up last night. And I want I want to believe one of them texted the other one last night and said, "Let's go out there tomorrow night and and tear the roof off the place and and be better than that." And, I mean, like it was it was it 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 was so great to watch these two like as a 205 lifer like the guy like I've been was watching from the beginning. To see those two guys who carried 205 Live at different points in its in its life be brought up to the main roster and go toe-to-toe with two of the best heavyweights the business has, has to offer. Like, wow. Wow. Reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat. Any amount will read your question or statement on the air. Charles Haskins says, As most people, I'm not a fan of Vince's booking, but I, de- but I would not book talent based on my faves. Candice and Tony will be my face of the women's division despite EO being my favorite wrestler. Thoughts? Man, the, the horsewomen are very good. And yeah. just because we see them a lot doesn't mean they're, they're not very good. I don't think that Candice and Tony or EO are as well-rounded as any three of the horsewomen. Maybe all four of them. Like, there's still a little something missing. The horsewomen are the horsewomen because they all have the ability to be very special. And so do these women, too. But they were able to put that package together a little bit earlier on. So I think the anchors of their division are, are the horsewomen and should be. Uh, Matt Thomas says, Is it a mistake to not use The Fiend on either show? Alex, I'll let you handle this one. Okay, this is the thing. Um, I, didn't, I didn't think you should have shown up. But as far yeah. as I can remember, on last night and tonight, they didn't mention it. They didn't mention him. Like, like there was no mention of Finn Balor. No mention I don't think of they Finn mentioned Balor. Edge either. Well, no, well, but Edge they isn't did. a current member of the roster. Maybe. Like, they could have, they, 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 well, 
They, they, <laughs> they, they mentioned all, almost all the other matches that took place in SummerSlam, but they didn't say, oh, by the way, last uh, on, on, at SummerSlam, The Fiend made his in This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Debut. Here are some still shots of it, and he beat Finn Balor. They didn't even do that, which, which makes me makes me worry that they got some calls from sponsors who were like, "Hey, uh, the dude with the severed head, maybe tone it down a notch." We have parents who are yelling at us. Like, I, I hope that's not the case. Yeah, I've not I've not heard that. That's the kind of thing I would usually hear about. Julian Weeks says. I like that KO got super mad about the 100K. He should. That yeah. money should be important. Yeah. Uh, Josh Steelman says, thank you, Fightful. That is all. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, Alex, I'm, I'm happy that Kevin Owens is doing that. you got to establish that money matters to these people. They, they yeah. fight for money. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Is it's a weird deal. Is that, that It was always a thing that, that, that Vince never wanted anybody to there be like – Winners' purses and people worrying about money because they're superstars. They don't need to worry about money because they're rich and powerful and awesome and you want to be like them. Kind of the reason why he got rid of the occupational gimmicks too because for a while everybody had to be a cop or a trash man or a repo man or or something like that (laughs) or a police officer. Yeah, It's like, how much are you paying these guys that they got to work a second job taking out the trash? Vincent says, only been watching wrestling for a year now. What must-see matches should I watch? Also, that Roman-Murphy match was lit. Made me interested in Murphy. I would recommend right off the top, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, TNA Unbreakable, 05. Um, For sure, Shawn Michaels, Shelton Benjamin, as far as Raw goes, Shawn Michaels versus John Cena was a good one. Uh, The Undertaker-Shawn Michaels match at WrestleMania 25, all really great matches. What are what are some that stick out to you, Alex? Oh man, like all the ones that you mentioned, uh, for sure. Um, Eddie and Ray at Halloween yeah, Havoc, I think. Eddie and Ray Halloween Havoc '97, that's amazing. Um, Art uh, Bar and Eddie Guerrero at When Worlds Collide against I think Santo and uh, I can't remember who the hell else it was. El Hijo yeah. del yeah, who the hell else it was? Yeah, there the the those those are the ones that come to mind as far as as far as if you if you really want to see uh, you have access to the to the to the network and you want to watch more Buddy Murphy like watch anything between him and, and Mustafa Ali those guys had a war through the entire summer of 2018 they had they had a like uh, a uh, uh, no like a anything goes like everything's legal match where like where they were doing like tornado DDTs onto the stairs and stuff. Like they, they they literally murdered each other. Not literally because they're both alive still, but like it was an amazing, amazing match. I think WWE itself voted it was like the third best match of the year, and that's a two hundred five live match that nobody saw. Like they were doing amazing stuff. Murphy is out of this world if you give him the right match. Corey Cropper says, "Is this who tried to run Roman over the two thousand nineteen version of who drove the Hummer in WCW, which Bischoff was also kind of overseeing?" Very similar, I think. Yeah. In some of the mistakes and the strengths, actually, I think. Because, I mean, that got a little bit corny. This has gotten a lot corny. All they had to do with this, Alex, were a couple things. Have less camera angles. Yeah. And maybe have a little better acting. That was it. Yeah, yeah better acting. The, the first the first night was really, really bad. I don't. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of odd because... The storyline now has gotten very actually kind of compelling where I don't yeah. know who's telling the truth. And that's interesting to me. 
because that's always that's always interesting. Like you figure out, like at this point, if everybody's lying, what's going on? One of them's telling the truth, or one of them's lying and the other one's telling the truth. Like all that stuff is that's interesting to me. Um, but yeah, the first night with with the forklift thing was terrible. What what made it worse was the whole we did an investigation and it looked like forklift driver error. Yeah, that was oh, another by the thing. way. It wasn't the normal forklift guy. It was actually a temp. Like you're doing press releases on that kind of crap. Like no, 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 no. The fact that some like somebody pushed a whole bunch of stuff onto Roman Reigns, and and then you go to the next week, and and we have the thing where where Buddy Murphy says, uh, "I saw Rowan." You don't have yeah. to do it with a forklift. The forklift is a weird red herring. It doesn't yeah. need to be. Rob Wilkins says, "Thanks for the retweet, boys. I appreciate it. We appreciate you, Rob." <clears throat> We also have, uh, well, I, damn it, I lost that. Oh, there we go. What female talent do you see choosing WWE over AEW? Man, uh, Jody Threat. I had the chance to see that woman at Progress. Holy shit. She is uh, w, what WWE would want. I saw her do it. I think it was a delayed vertical suplex to David Starr. It was outstanding. Uh, she was in a match against Jordan Grace. Uh, eloqu- so that that's one that I, I see. Is there any that, that you stick out and see, Alex? Because I think Eva Lise would have, but I don't know that WWE was interested, and now she's in that battle royal. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I don't see one that jumps out to mind. Eloquent says, "What did you think of the G one and the Kenta heel turn? Kenta needed to be the he- needed yeah. to be a heel." And, you know, I saw a lot of people say that WWE wasted Kenta. No, they didn't. He showed up out of shape. He hurt people. He didn't adapt to the style. Uh, it was not – he couldn't stay healthy. Uh, there were any number yeah. of things. When I inquired with AEW upon his release, they weren't interested in him. Mm. And I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, he wasn't that sought after in that regard. New yeah. Japan is a phenomenal fit for him, Alex. especially. Oh, Especially con- for him. considering that he is a Japanese name that American fans know. And yes. that's something that, that helps them uh, as yeah. they still try to gain, regain their footing in this country as well. Yeah, um, uh, I agree. He never really fit, but it was one of those things of the what if. Like they were, they seemed to be really trying to figure out what they could do to really push him in a certain way. And then he had the injury, and then there was the parking lot attack. Would by the way, we never found out who did it. Um, but it was like the idea of of that what might have been had he not gotten injured or injured other people in NXT. I thought that he was actually coming into his own and having some really, really great matches uh, on 205 Live before his contract ran out. Like he, had an, he had an amazing match with, with, with again, Mustafa Ali, uh, which was uh, all about you know him saying, you don't respect me, and Ali saying, yes, I do respect you, and I'm going to show you that by beating you in this honorable match or whatever. Like that, There was some cool stuff, but it just never quite clicked. For anything in any WWE property. Also, I love Ibushi winning. They've got him locked up for yes. a little while. Yes, he's yes. he's one of the greatest performers I've ever seen in my life. He one not only that he's so versatile, Alex. He can that guy can do anything. Yes. Josh Steelman says any fightful family gamers. PSN name is Red X AOS. That is Red X AOS. Hey, he paid for that. Mostly free games come up uh, come squad up in Paladins. Again, thank you, Fightful. That's an interesting plug. Hey, if you want to plug something, you got to pay a little bit more, my friends. (laughs) Questions or statements will be read. Plugs, you got to pay that Blue Chew money. You got to pay that that five-star money. You got to pay that Grounds Guys money, my friends. Um, Make sure you guys leave a thumbs up on this video, though. Reminder, Fightful Select this week. Q&A show. You can ask as many questions as you want if you subscribe, but you might want to do that because I'm going to probably film that tomorrow. <clears throat> Shane McMahon is not too happy about his TV backstage, and Kevin or Samoa Joe seems ready to help him. Elias comes out to be the special enforcer for this match, but pretty standard stuff through the commercial. A KO Swanton and a Joe Urinagi hit. Those are the highlights. But Alex, this was the first time these guys ever faced on the main roster. Yeah. Only had faced each other one time in WWE period. It went to a 10-minute no contest. This should have been. This should have happened on a pay per view, and I know that that's not as important these days. But it should have been done with some sort of hype. It should have been important. This match, two guys that have have been well traveled, that are exceptional performers, that have been have competed for the title 
or held the title on pay-per-views. And just, meh, here you go. Now, considering the finish of this, ref bump, Elias counts the quick pin. Okay, but do we need to do everything a bunch before we do it for real? That's what they always do. They're like, okay, but this is the one that counts because of all the circumstances. Yeah. No, I, I think this should have been it. I think this should have been a very like there's there's a really cool uh, there was a very brief crossover in NXT of Samoa Joe and uh, and Kevin Owens that I think would be cool to be to to explore in an actual feud between these two. Like they, I, like like if you actually are gonna say like when we finally finally get, divest. Um, uh, poor Kevin Owens from this terrible Shane McMahon feud and he gets to have feuds with actual wrestlers. One of them I'd love to see him actually because I think that he could make Samoa Joe into something more, like lift him up into something interesting uh, instead of the guy who just loses all the time Um, because these two guys would be so great in a feud on the mic at each other tearing each other down and saying like the only reason that you got that you got out of NXT because I showed up because you were scared Kevin Owens, like there's all kinds of stuff that you could do there, but but yeah, I mean, I I, I was like, hey, I don't remember ever seeing these guys wrestle, and I thought, no, they had that one in NXT, but that's it. This should be bigger. This should be a bigger deal than just like Samoa Joe wandering into to Shane's uh, office and say, hey, I'll beat him up for you. Like yeah. again, these are these are really great competitors, and I hate seeing them stooge for Shane O'Mac. I just I just don't like it. So this was a this was uh, Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson were great wrestlers in their day, and they stooged. Yes, but they were also how old at that point? Uh, which I would only I, only it, about eight years older than Samoa Joe right now. Wow, because they they looked about twenty years older than Samoa Joe. I know they Solid, looked super old, hard living. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm I was intrigued to see where they were going to go with this match, and I didn't. I didn't hate the match. I hated the circumstances of, like, hey, I'm going to send out the same guy that because you hit him, it costs you a bunch of money, and it's going to ruin any suspense around this match. Like, why would you do that? Like, like, I mean, I understand why Shane would do it. That makes sense because he's terrible. Yeah. But, like, why would, why would you ruin what had the potential to be a great match between two amazing, like, Hall of Fame competitors by saying, whoopsie-daisy, we're going to have a special enforcer, and if you touch him, we'll find you a bunch of money. Like, that's stupid. Don't do that. Uh, Briscoe was like 13 years older. My apologies. Corsami 1997 says, any news on Sasha hitting Becky in the back of the head with a chair? Not like new news, but it, I don't think it was intentional. WWE would not have asked her to do that. It was just heat of the moment, movement, yeah. stuff like that. You can only sell so far. She um, might have been distracted by all those cameras bobbing up and down just off yeah. the periphery, you know? My God, uh, I'm just glad to see her back. Hope Becky's doing okay. Uh, Chris Williams says, The Lantern is not in Bray's entrance on YouTube. That's interesting. I did not know that. I need to I need to watch that back, honestly. I'm still catching up on a lot of things, but... Well, yeah. The Revival and Randy Orton defeated the New Day. Well, you wonder how that happened. The Revival... Backstage say that they regret winning the 24-7 title and say that the New Day have ruined the tag team division. Xavier Woods is backstage sad about being in King of the Ring. That helps too, Alex. All that stuff yeah. we talked about earlier, him yeah. being bummed he's not in it, love yeah. it. Also, yeah. would have loved to have seen him in it because he is a fantastic performer. But considering the nature of that that bracket, I understand. Yeah, I understand too. Uh, the, the, I guess the one guy I might have uh, have replaced to put him in uh, would would be Shelton Benjamin, uh, but I love the idea that Shelton Benjamin's in it because he like that bridges the gap from a time when when the King of the Ring was around and meant something. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure Shelton's Benjamin's in there to take a loss from somebody, and maybe you don't want to do that kind of a thing with Xavier. Anyway, you're right. This this whole promo, in addition to everything else, further puts over the King of the Ring as something everybody should want to be a part of. So I was just sent a message by somebody watching the show and said, the lantern was in the entrance, but it got pulled because it's considered graphic material. And it violated YouTube's uh, wow. regulations. Wow. My God. It's a yeah, lantern. 
I I heard that they cut the the YouTube video of the entrance down to like fifty seconds. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was to remove all traces of the lantern. Makes sense. Which is um, too bad because the lantern's amazing. It is. I, I couldn't see it there. If, yeah. So. Even if even if I never can watch the clip again, I'll never forget having seen that lantern. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I forgot to mention the Owens Joe match pop up power bomb. Very cool. Like that. Yeah, uh, Randy Orton comes out, and I thought he cut a really good promo on Kofi Kingston. He was like, your family's always going to think less of you because you took the easy way out. You can't beat me. Uh, kind of just reinforcing all the stuff that he said before and suggesting a six-man tag. You don't seem as uh, happy about this promo, but Alex, you hate everything. No, I, 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 I don't. Not today. I, I loved a lot of stuff today, but I, I'm... It's a it's a Randy Orton thing. Like the idea, like again, the, we didn't talk about this because we didn't talk about it. But they just did this same deal with another program with with AJ and Samoa Joe, where it's like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna say mean things to your family, and it's gonna cause you to flip out, and the match is gonna be over, and that's gonna extend this feud for no other reason. Wasn't that like two years ago? No, it was well. It was a year ago. Okay. Well, I mean, like, I mean, it felt. It feels. It feels more recent because I felt like that that program lasted three times as long as it should as it needed to because they added that wrinkle to it, and I feel like they're doing that as well to continue this. So that, I mean, I I was under the impression that Hell in a Cell was this was uh, the next pay per view. Maybe it's the one after it. Uh, whatever. I feel like the blow off for this whole thing with Kofi and Randy is going to happen in the cell. And whenever that, like, they're just trying to continue this thing as long as they can. Hold it out. Hold it out. Well, the Revival worked fantastic together. They're such a well-oiled machine. I love that Guerrero backdrop. Big E's hot tag is always great to watch. And he got planted by a yeah. DDT from the Revival. Kofi does this insane dive over the top rope onto Orton, who, like, just leaps over the table as yeah. a result. yeah. Xavier does a cool, uh, like, handicap back body drop on Dawson. Some really great spots. I'm looking forward to seeing more New Day and Revival. And wouldn't hate to see more Revival with Randy Orton, to be honest with you. No, yeah. Yeah, the the, the Revival, I think, unfortunately, um, I think their ceiling within WWE is as a, a great tag team backing up the top whatever, you know, heel um, bad guy. Yeah, you know, ain't like, nothing uh, wrong with, with working towards that and being one of the best tag teams ever, man. Yeah. yeah they could be one of the best tag, tag teams ever. I would like them to see them stand alone. Um, but I feel like they they can be elevated by being the backup for, for Randy Orton. Uh, there's, 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 there are other guys I'd like to see in that role that would then elevate that person as well. But, um, but I, I love watching them go work together. That It never... It never ceases to get a pop out of me how the way they figure out a way of moving around a guy in order to get in position for for the for the uh, shadow machine. It's like, really great. It's really really great. Like it's it's, I, I, you know, it's one of those things. It's like watching three card Monty. We're like, where's where, where's the where's the spade? Where's the spade? Where's the spade? You forgot where the spade is, and now we just shadow machined you. Like it's really really cool stuff. So yeah, the shadow machine happens. This was really really great. Uh, to your to your point about the the being backup, but I mean, New Age Outlaws were largely backup. Right. Arn and Tully were largely backup. Right. right. I mean, Arn Arn and Tully is basically where they are. I I, I have a higher opinion of a Ric Flair at the top of that lift than I would uh, as a Randy Orton. Yeah. Personally, but they're they're Arn and Tully. That's like they want to be Arn and Tully. That's mm -hmm. the guys that they've always wanted to be. It's perfect for them. That makes that makes sense a lot. I mean, if it's just like. Hey, I'm Randy Orton, and I want backup. You guys will do. Then I don't like that. But if he actually enlists them as part of like these, I trust these guys to have my back because they're the best tag team in the world, and I'm going to put them over in a few promos. That's different than well, uh, the revival are here already. I guess they'll back me up because I'm Randy Orton. That doesn't really speak really well of how you feel about them as a tag team. Well, in recent years, Randy Orton has kind of stood alone, so I think that that is a pretty big endorsement of the revival. If that character were to to uh, adopt that, so the revival continue the beat down. Kofi makes the save, does the trouble in paradise, but Orton stands tall with the RKO, does another to Xavier Woods. Then the revival pick up Big E, and Orton does one, hits one more on Kofi. 
This mm. was really good. It made Randy Orton look like a son of a bitch. It got yep. revival over. Uh, it, it added sympathy to New Day. It added a, another wrinkle. Orton could look strong. Revival could look strong because, I mean, you would assume that Orton would just get the pin on Xavier or somebody. I like that Revival got the pin here, and I like that yeah. Orton did his damage after the match because he's a real son of a bitch. Yeah, the, absolutely. Uh, it, it certainly helps to add more fuel to this fire of uh, this, this, this feud um, between uh, Randy and Kofi. Uh, that, that's all good. I, I, I do just wish, it's just a pet peeve of mine, uh, that you could have somebody pin the tag team champions and not have the first thing out of the mouth of the announcer be, so-and-so has pinned the tag team champions. Like, we just saw it. It happened. We all recognize what it is. But the fact that you have to say it that way, which is fine, I suppose, means that we're going to get more Revival versus New Day. And what is what is the brand split? Like, there's no wild card rule necessarily, but anybody can be anywhere. And I guess there's nobody on SmackDown for the New Day to feud with because Daniel Bryan and Rowan are doing something different. But so the revival, they, they, they're not involved in what's going on over on Raw, so they have to come over to SmackDown. I like seeing more revival, but it's just a weird deal to like, hey, they're here, they have this match because they don't like the New Day for some reason, and now they're top contenders on the other show. Daniel Bryan comes out with Rowan, says that Buddy Murphy falsely accused he and Rowan of attacking Reigns and says that they had nothing to do with it. I was torn on this promo because I hate, yeah, you know, I liked Daniel Bryan's passion. And he has a unique ability of turning lame bad promos into good promos. And I think he kind of did that, but I hate the, the at least somewhat interesting story of Roman Reigns and the whodunit being turned into an all-you-people promo. The all you people promo is such a shitty crutch, and I mean, I really get is. that that's that's Roman or that's Brian's thing, is that he is able to take that really terrible gimmick and make it really good. But I, I didn't need it here. I didn't need it here because if he's that worried about everybody thinking that he did it, then why the hell is he even making the effort? Like, if he if he doesn't give a shit what people think about his role in this, mm-hmm. then what's what's his point here? Yeah, and I, I also don't know what. Um... I mean, unless they're pressing, is, is somebody pressing charges? Is is would Rowan go to jail? Would would he go to jail like Chrisley and Chrisley's wife? So this, like, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what what the consequences are of like, oh no, you besmirched this giant man's reputation. However, will he live with himself? So I was like, talking to Jordan Grace about this because we were talking about the the parallels between entertainment and pro wrestling and all that, and I was like. You know, I would love compelling stories like on The Wire and Breaking Bad and all that. The only difference is in pro wrestling, you can't really get away with all that stuff. You can't have Jordan Grace back there cooking blue meth because she plays, when she's, when she's in the ring, she plays and acknowledges witnesses. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're acknowledging that there is an audience, you also acknowledge that there are witnesses to possible crimes. Yeah. To, to situations like this, to yeah. hit and runs, to all that stuff. So that's, that's the issue that you, that you run into there. Uh, Brian goes off about the lies and reaffirms that it, or repeats that he didn't have anything to do with it. He clears everybody out of the locker room except for Murphy. He and Rowan attack Murphy who won't, who, when he wouldn't go ba- back on what he said. Now keep in mind, Murphy was kind of forced to be like, I lied, I lied. He just also had a 13-minute match with Roman Reigns had a former WWE champion and the guy that's twice the size of him that was tag team champion, like kind of forcing him there. I don't know how I feel about him kind of bitching out, but I kind of understand. Like, like again, like this is the thing, is that my, my rant last week wasn't about simply and only the fact that Buddy Murphy got beat up in the locker room and, and got made to look like a little bitch. It was the fact that we had no context for who he was in any way. If you are a guy like Brian Hall who tweet, who like a guy like Brian Hall who tweets me and says tonight was the first match I'd ever seen of Buddy Murphy, which means if Brian Hall was watching last week, he had no idea who this guy was being tossed around by Roman Reigns. Tonight we have a context for who this guy is. He went to war 
with the top guy in the company and nearly beat him on several occasions before finally taking a hellacious spear and losing, and there's no shame in that. But after that war, he's in the locker room, still obviously hurting, and Rowan, who's even bigger than the dude that he that he fought and lost to, is chucking him around the ring, uh, around the locker room. Like, that's, there's context for things. And the context tonight dictated that I didn't have nearly as big a problem with him being being beaten up in the locker room because it appears to me if everyone is out and we don't know where everything is, like, was Buddy Murphy telling the truth to Roman while under duress and having a coerced confession last week? Or was he lying then and telling the truth now when he said he lied about Roman uh, Rowan when he was under duress and having a coerced confession tonight? I don't know. Like, that's the point, is who knows? But uh, do I trust Daniel Bryan, who's a psychotic in this in this particular scene? I don't know. But I think he played that part really, really well. Like, when he got up into Bernie Murphy's face, that was really cool. Um, this All this makes makes a lot of sense. I love the, 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 the possibility that we don't have any idea right now who the person is who attacked Roman Reigns. I, I love I'm, a good mystery. I, I, I say it. it all the time. Love when it. I'm not watching wrestling, I watch a good mystery. Yep. I like that. Exercises the brain a little bit. And that's also, what I like. What I don't like is dumbass forklifts and bad yes. camera no, angles. No, and no, 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 Oh, my no. God. Roman, watch out. Ah. I really, really want to retcon all that first night out of it. And it would be a, such a, a much better storyline. But we can't because that's definitely part of it. And when you add that in, it's... It's still super corny. It's, I will say, eventually, we are going to get a Buddy Murphy versus Rowan match, I think, out yeah. of this thing. That could be a lot of fun, too. And, and Murphy should win that clean. But yeah, uh, they didn't need all the camera angles. They didn't need the bad acting. They didn't need that either. Like, that was a pre-tape. No. They could have seen better. With yeah. the Joe and Roman Reigns thing, that vehicle should have taken off immediately. Yeah. And you should have seen that there were no plates. Yeah. You should have seen that. There should have never been a camera angle from the car. That shouldn't have happened. There should have been no mention of a goddamn forklift. There have been nope. five errors in this, and yes. I'm still interested because of the parties involved. Yeah. So they, they've overcame a lot. Brian says he hates liars, and when Roman Reigns finds him, Brian wants an apology and says next week they will bring Reigns the culprit. Interesting. Well, I, I I like that. I love a cliffhanger. I love a, a story that develops over the course of a show. I'm all about that. I really dig it. Joseph Farley says, tired, lumberjack, wired, special enforcer. You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I won't call you a son of a bitch if you leave a thumbs up on this video. Like it. If you're listening on iTunes, uh, leave a nice review. That helps. Uh, it helps Alex afford more uh, whatever the hell he's drinking there from the no. bottom of the, the can. I mean, not really. He's on a flat rate, so. It, uh, it's really not. <laughs> so it helps. You can like it all you want. I don't get paid more. <laughs> <laughs> he's on a flat rate. Uh, yeah. uh, make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, we just hit 18,000. We don't have like 100,000 or 50,000 or anything like that. We do not buy subscribers. We do not buy followers. We do not buy likes. We do not buy any of that stuff. We don't buy comments. We don't buy web traffic. We do not do that outside of maybe a sponsored post or something. We're not uh, buying traffic to come to this. We rely on completely organic traffic. We want you all to truly care about what we're doing. So leave a thumbs up. Show us that you care. Alex, you got anything to say before we leave? No, I'm I'm really looking forward to, to, to next week, the King of the Ring tournament and uh, and finding out who done it. What a disappointment. I need an epic triggered Alex rant. I, man, I love just abusing those keywords. Yeah. Just abusing um, them. I'm so triggered by Shane McMahon. I don't want to see him on my screen anymore. Arrgh! Is that better? <laughs> Until next time, follow Alex at Palowski the Fourth. Follow me at Sean Ross. At, follow us at Fightful. Until next time, we're out.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.